We are kicking off our groovy new series, Summer of Love. I hope you're ready, y'all. It's going to be a summer of love, y'all. It ain't like that. Don't get any ideas. We'll talk about that later. But before we jump into this whole new teaching series, I just want to, you know, real quick time out. Uh, coaches time out and just say, hey, the last two weeks have been pretty incredible. I don't know if y'all know this or not. There's been some things going on. God's been doing some things. Uh, if you weren't able to join us last week or watch online, like last Sunday, there was a little announcement. I don't know if you heard, um, but, but something was announced. And they'll, they'll throw it up on the screen in a second because it was announced. And there it is. I don't know if you knew that or not. But um, if you didn't know that, surprise! <laughs> I don't think that was a surprise for anybody. But you know what, uh, Kelly and I, man, we, we just want to say thank you. Uh, the last couple of weeks have been overwhelming for us. Uh, thank you. Uh, outpouring of love and support and emails and just handshakes and hugs. And so from the bottom of our heart, thank you. We are so excited for this next run of the journey. Um, David, it, it, man, I just got to tell you, uh, David, he, he, he's a funny man. He's a funny, funny man. He, he doesn't know what I'm going to say. He's sitting right over there. So look at him, not me. So uh, every summer, David would go away on his summer study break, you know, and, you know, just go up to the mountain like Moses, you know, and hear from God and come up with like, what if we did that? You know, every summer he'd have a summer break. He just conveniently scheduled that summer break this year right after this announcement. All right, so uh, nice on you, buddy. Uh, John's the new guy. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm like, dang, man. So if you happen to notice that David is in up here for the next couple weeks, it's not because he's checked out. It's because he's on his summer break, okay? So you're stuck with me this summer, for better or for worse. Sorry. Uh, hey, I'm going to bring up. Oh, look, I got a light. She, she's ready. She got her light flashing. She, that come together hit a chord for her. Yes. I love it. I'm going to invite some, uh, some other passionate teachers up to join us in this summer of love as we dive into this series. So we're going to get through this in such a beautiful way. Uh, but before we talk about that, uh, listen, those of you who have joined the 90-day generosity challenge, can I just say one, you know, yay God for you stepping out of the boat in faith um, and when it comes to your finances, a huge deal that we, we need to make sure we say, yay, God, and, and, and come around you and support you in that faith step. Uh, so many emails have come in about people sharing how God has showed up in their life. You know, they, they're testing him in their finances, you know, and, and test me in this. And God's doing some crazy things, like crazy God things only God can do. We, we got this email uh, last week, uh, David and I, uh, we were having one of those weeks. You ever have one of those weeks? Like with your kids? Yeah. I would never do that. <laughs> you think about it, though. Maybe a coworker, you're just like, man, if I wouldn't get fired, I swear to God. Right? Well, that kind of stuff never happens in ministry. So just, I just never. David and I were having one of those weeks, you know, and so it's Thursday and we're kind of lamenting, closing out the day together. And we're like, all right, you know, come back tomorrow type thing. All right, great. We leave and then we get this email sent to us. I want to share it with you. It says, dear pastors, I've been attending Celebrate Recovery for about six months at Whitewater. I actually received my one-year sobriety coin on April 28th. Yay, God. Those who know, 
No, one-year coin is a big deal. That's a huge deal. She, she, she goes on writing, says, I'm in a long-term faith-based treatment program. I'm working on my recovery. I was feeling the tug on my heart to start visiting church services on Sunday. And when I did, I felt at home immediately. Listen, two things happening right there. That's God at work. And two, that's God's people at work, showing and reflecting his love and grace and acceptance. So well done. Well done. I felt at home immediately. A little backstory, she said. (laughs) She said, I'm unemployed. I'm widowed due to an overdose. I'm in recovery. I'm without a vehicle. I lost connection with most of my family due to addiction. And it goes on and on and on, she says. But then she wrote, but God. Come on, y'all. But God. But God. She said, I applied to the wheels program earlier, and I was hoping and praying that maybe one day I could get a car. I came to your church service when you were talking about the 90-day challenge. I had $2,000 in my bank account. And I felt the Holy Spirit convict me that day of the challenge. And so I gave $200. Today I received an email. Wait for it, she said. I got a car. She said, I called my grandchildren that I get to see, and I shared the news. They were so excited. Catch this. I get to pick them up and take them to the park. A simple thing to some, but this is a God thing to me. God bless, in his grip, Angie. Praise God, y'all. Angie, your story's not over, baby girl. Your story's not over. Praise God. From one least of these to another. God's not done with you yet. <clears throat> Two most powerful things God said in God's word says that the you know when you read the end of the book, it says the blood of Jesus and the power of the testimony. We need to be better at sharing our testimonies, y'all. That is what makes Jesus alive and well and breathing in 2021. His word is real. His hope is real. His love is real. It's not an old, dirty, dusty book. He shows up and shows off in our lives today, every day. Hallelujah. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear your testimonies. They will bring freedom. They will bring hope. To thousands of other, I don't know if you realize this, but it's not like we just say words here. Like, 
between online, between TV, multiple TV platforms, and in between all of our in-person gatherings, thousands and thousands and thousands of people are on mission with us and tuning in and engaging. The power of that testimony will break the chains of the oppressed. If you haven't signed up for this 90-day challenge and you want to, you can go to this website. It's our website, slash 90, and you can see what God will do through you. If you've got a testimony, if you've got a story where God's working in your life, email us. Share your testimony with us. It's a big deal. Now, without further ado, let us go to a summer of love. Yes, look, look, there's David Vaughn right there. If you look real close, you can see David Vaughn with hair. Don't lie to them, David Vaughn. Don't lie to them, David Vaughn. Look, he's right there. He's at the sunglasses. It's, it's 1967. This is crazy. No, well, I should say, before you get any, any ideas, um, like, we're not trying to recreate the social phenomenon that took place in San Francisco with our summer of love. All right, Before you get any, I mean, maybe some of y'all already did. Uh, some, I don't know about some of you. But that's not what we're intending. At least I don't think. Talk, talk to the elders. Talk to David. He'll, he'll help us out. But in 1967... Over 100,000 people converged in the streets of San Francisco into the Haight-Ashbury neighborhood in Golden Gate Park. Our family used to go there. We, were just, we lived just by there, and we'd go there and hang out, not do, not do that stuff. That, like, it's not why we're there. But, but you could still like, kind of feel that energy in that area. And in 1967, hundreds of thousands of people, they showed up to experience, you know, peace and love and rock and roll and free love and psychedelic drugs. And yeah, uh, look, who's that? Let's put a name on that. Who's that? I don't know. That's Laura Hamilton, everybody. Laura Hamilton. <laughs> Laura Hamilton, one of our worship leaders. How'd you get back there, time traveler? Just dancing in the love and grace of Jesus right there. <laughs> Like, picture this. There were artists like George Harrison of the Beatles and Joan Baez and Janis Joplin and Jimi Hendrix and Jerry Garcia, like, all showing up in their prime and playing music in the summer of love in Golden Gate Park. That's incredible, man. It's just, it's, now, listen, there were some things that happened during that summer of love that I'm going to say maybe wasn't God-honoring. All right, so let's right-size the ship there. But... But something beautiful but God happened out of the summer of love. I didn't know this when I was doing this research. So out of the summer of love, in the months and years that directly came out of this, a Jesus people movement started. Did y'all know this? Some of y'all might have been a part of that movement. Like literally last service, there's a lady, she was like, John. I was one of those Jesus freaks. I, 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 was, I was like, yeah, yeah, I know, I can tell. Like, <laughs> praise God. <laughs> Out of this summer of love, you, you know, all these people, some pastors and evangelists who weren't afraid to get their hands dirty, who weren't afraid to go into the least of these, who weren't afraid to leave conventionalism and tradition, they went to San Francisco as well. Because they saw the writing on the wall, they saw 100,000 young souls longing for belonging 
And so they said, you know what, Jesus better show up there. And out of that movement in the months to follow, a revival happened. A breakout of a Jesus movement happened. So much so that young people by the thousands were being baptized. Throw up that picture. Like this is like, literally, that's just people coming from all over. People going into the water. You see the one guy on the left, he just dunked somebody. And then you see the other guy. We're going to say that he lost his shirt as he was baptized. And he's just, you know, just loving Jesus. That's not because he's tripping. Like, I I don't know what he's doing, but he's just been baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Like, it was incredible. So much so, the number of people that were giving their lives to Jesus and starting a new life, it took fire all throughout the West Coast, so much so that Time Magazine put it on the cover of the 1971 June 21st edition. Look, I'm not making, we didn't make that. That's literally the Time Magazine cover. Think about this. A lot of things were birthed out of the summer of love. There it is. But so was a movement of Jesus people that were going to change the world around them. I don't know if you know this or not, but the way we worship, the music we play, the style of music, the format of bringing an electric guitar and a bass guitar into worship music, all of that, when you trace back, starts from that Jesus music, which came from the summer of love. It radically changed how we do worship, how we gather together, and still is impacting us over 50 years later. So my question with all of this is, what will the 2021 summer of love do for this area and you're like John that's stupid it's just one little church in the middle of Cleves Ohio oh really you need a bigger dream my God's bigger I have a big holy audacious goal got a BHAG for you business people out there I changed the holy for the hairy but you know you, you, you tracked with me What if thousands and thousands of Jesus people converged on our little corner of the world and actually leaned in to love people with reckless abandon? What would happen? What if in the midst of all of our busyness, and, you know, I get it, some of us are like, oh my gosh, long overdue summer vacation, you know, and, and you're just getting busy, and you go, you know, summertime and all that, that's beautiful, and what if we actually put the first things first, and loved our neighbor really, 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 really well? I don't know if you're reading your Bible app today, but today's, you know, verse of the day, which is really fun for me, because I wrote this, you know, last week, and, and but today's Bible verse of the day is the same verse of Matthew 22, verse 37, when Jesus says, hey, this is my first and most important commandment. I I want you to listen in. Jesus says this, verse 37, you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is equally important, equal to, equal. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Listen. Vacations are great. 
They really are. Praise God for vacations. My family's going to take one. Summer cookouts are awesome. But what if a crazy group of Jesus freaks in the summer of 21 decided to take Jesus up on his greatest command? What if we decided to love God and people with everything we have? Imagine the impact that would have in the world around us. I don't know if you know this or not, but a few years ago, our Whitewater team, we took a look at, at some of the largest barriers that people were faced with here in Cincinnati and around the world. We started asking these questions like, like how do we remove these barriers and, and what would people's lives actually look like if we actually removed those barriers? Out of this, Solve 7 was birthed. If you don't know Solve 7, somebody's calling you. If you don't know this, Solve 7, it, it exists to help people find hope by removing physical barriers to make way for spiritual opportunities. And so we, we identified these seven areas, these seven barriers that as Jesus people we need to address. And these are the seven. For those of you who maybe are new or you need a reminder, like these are the seven. As Jesus people, we will find the forgotten, feed the hungry, clothe the poor, house the homeless, educate the student, rescue the slave, and heal the sick. We will. Not we might. By the power of Jesus Christ, we will if we keep the first things first. And so over the next seven weeks, what we're going to do, we're going to lean into each one of these seven. Not only that, we're going to invite all of you to join us, to be the tangible hands and feet of Jesus, to go on mission locally and globally to love our neighbors in all seven of these areas. If you have kids in Harbortown, guess what? They're doing this too. If you're in a small group, guess what? Your summer curriculum is Solve 7. We're coming together as one and we're doing this. Solve 7 is rooted. It's not just a made-up thing like, oh, sounds like a good idea. It's rooted in the gospel. It's rooted in Jesus' teachings. Matthew 25, verse 34, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's giving them a picture of what the kingdom of heaven looks like. And he says, look, come to, all of you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom that is prepared for you from the beginning and creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. Jesus says, I, Jesus, was thirsty and you gave me a drink. Jesus says, I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. Jesus says, I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. And then the people, the righteous ones will reply. They say, Lord, can you imagine? Like, uh, uh, Jesus, um, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? Or when did we ever see you, Jesus, thirsty and give you a drink? Jesus, when did we see you a stranger or, and show you hospitality? Jesus, when did we see you naked? I don't know if I should be thinking, like, like, when did we sit and give you clothing? When did we ever see you, Jesus, sick or in prison or visit you? And Jesus, the king, will reply, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it 
for me. Family, as your next senior minister, I need you to understand your next senior minister is not standing here on this platform unless a group of Jesus people showed me love and compassion and went out of their way to care for me when I was one of the least of these. You have no idea what one small act of love can do to change someone's entire life. You have no idea what one small act of love can do to change the life of a family than the life of a church than the life of a city and beyond. Don't underestimate the power that lives inside each of you. You have the power to change the world one person at a time. So let's just be real, call a timeout for a second. Coming out of 2020, we're six months in and, and some observations have been made. And I have a worry, I, I have a, a check in my spirit. Because I'm watching as like we're coming out of 2020 and, and we've got all this energy and kind of pent up energy, you know, we're like we're making up for lost time and, and, and you know, you know and, and like, and we're seeing it now in summer, like we've saved up some of that stimulus money. You know, and so we're like in this summer, like vacation is going to be bigger than ever. Right. We're going to go do more and spend more and see more and live more. You know, and don't, don't get me wrong. You know, that's all well and good. Like, like seriously, Kelly and I were so excited to actually get out. You know, we moved down the middle of a pan pandemic. This is the first time we're actually seeing Cincinnati alive and everything's open. We're so excited for baseball games and the banks and, and City Flea and, and Westside Market. Like, we're just we're like, yeah, that's awesome, right? We're so excited for that. But there's this check in my spirit. There's this, like, warning light. The check engine light is going off. Like, like I know we want to go do more and be more and, and have fun and, and, and take our kids all over to travel ball. And just, you know, we get so busy. And I'm worried that we're just going to get so busy with so little margin that we forget to keep the first things first. Like, are we going to get so busy that, that we forget that there is a lost Hurting, lonely, broken, and dying world all around us. Like, I'm not trying to be a buzzkill. But seriously. Here's the reality. Every day in Cleves, in Cincinnati, and around the world, too many children are going to bed hungry, not knowing when their next meal and where that next meal is going to come from. That's the reality. Every day. 
Every day there are people sleeping under the 3rd Street Bridge, downtown Cincinnati. Every day there are people sleeping under the Route 50 Bridge in Cleves. Every day there are moms without clothes for their babies. Every day there are widows and orphans who are being forgotten about. Every day there are children and women being sold into the hell of trafficking and slavery right in our backyard and around the world. Every day. And if Jesus is not a liar, and I don't believe that he is, and I put his words into context, his words from Matthew 25, then that is Jesus who is going to bed hungry next door at Westbrook Village. That's Jesus, sleeping under the Route 50 bridge. That's our king, being forgotten about in Price Hill. That's Jesus, without clothes or diapers for his babies. That's Jesus being sold into slavery. Listen, I want my kids to experience a beautiful and abundant life. I do. But more than that, I want Noah and Isabel and Kelly to bring kingdom to earth. I want them to bring hope to the hurting. Because I know that my family and your family has been called by God to transform the world around us in Jesus' name. That's what we've been called to do. We haven't been called to Disney World. But if we don't make this a priority, my words, his words, out of sight, out of mind, in a matter of weeks, we'll get back to our grind, back to the busyness, and gathering together won't be a priority. Oh, yeah, we may make it there. Like, you know, we just got a lot of travel ball. We got a lot of, it's like, we got a lot of, we got a lot of, we got a lot. You know what? They don't got a lot of. Serving won't be a problem. Loving our neighbor won't be. It will be back to work, back to school, back to normal. And we can't, as Jesus people, be okay with back to normal. We were not called to be normal. You know that, right? We're called to be countercultural, to push against the grain, to be so radically different that people question why we are different. And when they question us, they go, how, why in the world would you not? Why, would, why in the world? Because of Jesus, that's why. Why would you love? Because of Jesus, that's why. 
How come you didn't spend? Because of Jesus, that's why. Why would you get down on your knees and just, because of Jesus, that's why. No one is going to ask the question if we keep doing what is normal. So here's the deal. (laughs) If you're single, grab a friend because you're going on mission. And maybe I'll just put it out there. I'll pray this over you. Maybe while you are out on mission serving the king, you'll meet somebody else who's single. Wouldn't that be a great way to meet, meet you forever, somebody? Hey, I found them in the mission field with me. I got me a good one, right? Who knows? But until then, if you're single, grab a friend. You're going on mission. If you're married, grab your spouse. If you're a family, grab your kids. Because this summer, as a community of Jesus freaks, we're going on mission. We're going to change the world. One neighbor at a time, one house at a time, one experience at a time. We're in this together. We're going We were not called to come sit and soak. Go and make. Go and make? Okay, Jesus. You better hold these. Some of y'all got that. Hold this wig. Some of y'all are like, what's wrong with that pastor? I have no idea. I had too much coffee today. I'm pretty subdued today, though, you know? (laughs) We're going to invite you into a bunch of experiences that we believe is a tangible way to, uh, to love our neighbor really well. Like, just beautiful experiences to step in and build relationships to show people the hope and love of Jesus Christ. Next week... We're going to start and dig in. These are just a couple of the opportunities and experiences. Uh, I just want to give you a little sampling. Next week, we're going to talk about this thing called the freedom experience, where you are going to have the opportunity to tangibly help women and children be rescued from slavery. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Get ready. I just want to prep you. Like, next week's going to be heavy. Every one of these weeks is going to be like, yeah, we're, we're going at the heart of this. We're pushing against the gates of hell to rescue people. Yep. Let's do it, it, right, brother? Yeah, I'm not playing around. No. No. We're going to have opportunities to fill bags with food and necessities for children in need who are are right here in in our greater Cincinnati area and all over the world. We have opportunities to provide clothes and sort clothes for the homeless. We're going to have opportunities to, to go into different like laundromats all over the area and just build relationships with people right there in the laundromat. We're going to pay for their laundry. Who cares about that? We'll, we'll pay for that. They'll be like, why are you paying for that? Let me tell you why. We're going to go do that together as a family. We're going to put together some furniture. We, you know, like, because people should, you know, have the dignity of actually having something to sit on instead of lawn chairs inside their house. We're going to build some furniture for those families that are in need. We're, we're going to have the opportunity to provide, like, new shoes for kids who, who otherwise wouldn't have new shoes because we think kids ought to have a pair of shoes. This is just a small sample of some of the things that we're inviting you into this summer because we believe that this is going to be our summer of love. 
If you want more info, there's Solve 7. You can go to that website. You can, you can check out there's a blue tent. You're wondering why there's a blue tent. That's the blue tent, Solve 7. You can get more info. Friends, together, like, I hope you're, you're rested. You're well fed. I know that. I ain't trying to be mean. I'm trying, I ain't talking about that kind of fed. I, I know. I know your pastors. You've been well fed. We're prepped. We're ready to go. I hope you're ready. As my friend Jim said, I'll join your army. We're going. Together, as Jesus people, we're going to love our neighbors with everything we have. Because when we feed the hungry, we give them hope that their physical needs are just as important as their spiritual needs. When we clothe the poor, we give them hope that they will be treated with respect and seen as a person with value. When we house the homeless, we give them hope that they are a part of a community that believes in them. When we heal the sick from physical and mental illness, we give them hope that they will overcome and that their identity is not their disease. When we educate the student, we give them hope that they can have a future beyond their wildest dreams. When we find the orphan and the incarcerated and the addict, and the refugee who has been forgotten by society, we give them hope that they matter and that they are not alone. And when we rescue the slave from forced labor and sex trafficking, we give them hope that freedom does exist that they are a child of God who has purpose, that they are not an object to be used and then discarded. As a movement of people, Jesus people, we're going to go change the world. I am praying and believing that this summer of love 2021 will move all of us, all of us, by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the power of Jesus Christ, coming out of 2020, this summer of love will move all of us from survival to revival. That starts in our hearts first and spreads out to our community. This is what we lay at your feet, Jesus. This is our prayer. This is what we're believing in. And so, Jesus, I come before you right now as your servant. And I put our plans at your feet. Continue to breathe wisdom and guidance and discernment into all of our steps. 
Give us great strength and boldness to step out as your church, the tangible hands and feet to bring healing and hope to a hurting and broken world. We are going to meet you in the mission. We love you, Jesus. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.